Hi, everyone. I'm Adam, and this is How Movies Get Made, featuring the lovely and talented Mika Burnett. Hi, everyone. You're not just an actress. You are also a writer, director, producer. You're a creator. You make movies. So my first feature is about to be released to the world, and it's called Brindisi. And I co-wrote and co-directed that with a brilliant Italian, Alessandro Marina. We call him Ale. We go to Greece. What? How? Boat. What boat? You're being emotional now. And I was like, Ale, let's work together. Let's make a short film in Italian. And we made this kind of silly turning door farce that was bilingual. And then after that, he was like, let's do something again. How did you manage that with co-directing? In terms yeah. of acting, both of you in a lot of the same shots together. Um, did you relinquish control to Christian and just trust him? Did you have playback a lot of the times? Talk to me about how that worked on set. Yes, this is a very important question for this movie because the movie is all the two of us in it and we're both the directors. So right. I have directed many short films, like I was saying, exactly like this, where I work with the same cinematographer, Christian Klein, and I'm the actor. So again, I think because I come from the theater, I don't watch playback unless there's something technical that I need to see, if I need to see where the whip pan ends or something like this but I don't watch it for performance usually. You know, there are always exceptions. So that's not a habit that I have. The way that I write scripts is very visual. So there's often things in the scripts that will be noted, like from the knees down, this happens. Right, or through right. the window, Katarina walks by and we turn with her. You know, like I, because I'm the director, I'll break some of the screenwriting rules to right. um, invoke the visuals that I'm visualizing. And this was amazing with Ale because he had never directed a film before, mm. but he's got incredible taste. We, I mean, we love the same movies. He brought a perspective that I don't have, which is, I think, the best thing about co-directing is you mm. just get two minds on something. It is very inspired by the early films of Godard, kind of the Anna Karina period. I have written and directed 13 short films because I wanted to show what I could do as an actor and those opportunities were not available to me. Our intention with building Brindisi was building it within an accessible production value. So something that we could get made and wouldn't have to, you know, shop around and let die on our hard drives. Right. And then to show ourselves off as performers. The plot around Brindisi is there are three young couples in the south of Italy who get on the same boat to go to Greece. You're looking at three couples who are in different phases of their relationship to each other. They're from different socioeconomic backgrounds and they have a different understanding of what their life has been up to this point hmm. in their early 20s and what it could be after. Hmm. So we took all of that into consideration of what kind of parts we wanted to play as actors. We shared some movies with each other. So I shared with him Pierrot Le Fou, Crazy Pete. For those who don't know, Jean-Luc Godard, French New Wave pioneer in the 50s till today, um, yes. an amazing French filmmaker. I want to talk a little bit about 
that movie's production history. It stars uh, Belmondo and Karina as this, as Godard said, the last romantic couple. Belmondo, in one of the interviews for Pierrot LeFou, was talking about how he doesn't like method acting. He's more into uh, like observing a priest, for instance, and then portraying that priest as opposed to trying to believe the priest. And you have three different characters in the movie too. They're all portrayed very differently, right? Um, you know, how did you go about your preparation just on an individual actress level? Cool. Wow. Yeah. I love that part. You know, that's my dream and what I love to do. I certainly wouldn't call myself a method actor, uh, but I have studied a lot with some teachers under what's called the Stella Adler method, which is based a lot in backstory and it's kind of an intellectual approach i like to think about where they come from who raised them what i mean is it easy to get food on the table in your house and who was the first person that you loved like all of these things that i know inform me and how i make decisions are things that i think about for my characters Mm -hmm. because it just makes it easier to say the words that they're saying you know it would be very hard for me to say the lines that katarina says if i didn't think about what makes her think that way right understanding the point of view that she would come from in that circumstance yeah exactly exactly and that also is like the last thing that you want to be thinking about on set that day Mm. you want to you want to do all of for me and in this kind of school of thought you do all of this intellectual work you think about their socioeconomic background and their parents and uh the politics of the time when they were born and then you get rid of it all and you just think about okay now i know all of these things to be true about her and now i'm talking to my boyfriend and now my phone is ringing and now the ring doesn't look right in this light and it's like what does that mean to her Mm -hmm. and so anyway so that is like the actory bullshit about it and then specifically for this film and something that i have been working on for myself as an actor has been my physicality Mm. i think the intellectual side is natural for me and it's something that i work on literally every day just watching people and watching movies Mm -hmm. but the physical acting is something you can't do unless you're doing it right and i knew it was incredibly important for this film that the way that each of these women stood and they held their hands and the way they smile and the way they looked at someone had to be distinct Mm. because that tells so much about a person and if you can see oh that's the same girl under a wig that would be so distracting and hopefully did not happen so for me a lot of the work for this was this the standard kind of backstory work that i do and then developing a physical identity for each of the characters interesting we wrote the script and we memorized it word for word in the rehearsal process and we were able to perform it like a play Mm -hmm. we were able to do the shot list with the director of photography before so everything was incredibly planned out and thought Mm -hmm. about And for me, I think because I trained in the theater as an actor, that was incredibly freeing. Mm. And that allowed that spirit to kind of enter with us, which in a way is like the flip side of the coin of Godard, where it's the same liveliness and like you're searching for the energy that's behind the story. But for us, it wasn't about searching for new words. It was about what can we do with now we have rain instead of Mm. wind or whatever that is. In most cases, I would aim for quality but in my filmmaking kind of self-taught beginning i've been more interested in 
quantity because I really think it's a craft and a trade that you have to learn on the job. Mm. So I also had the very immediate goal of getting experience as an actor on a set. But regardless of that, I always have written things for resources that I have available. So I've made a bunch of short films. I made, I think I made six short films in my 500 script with studio apartment in Koreatown. And they're not great. Yeah. I wasn't, I never submitted them to festivals. That's what, mm. not what I was doing it for. You know, I was doing it to have the experience and to take what I learned from that to the next film. Brindisi was a lot more infrastructure than I'd ever had before. It was certainly less than they had on Crazy Pete and, mm. and movies that you would see at Sundance. I mean, they say it's an indie movie and you have four right. A-list actors and $3 million and right. it's, it's a little bit different than that. It's all a balance, right? And and like you said, you know, you use those creative constraints almost as like a prompt, like a writing prompt in a way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And as a motivator, mm. you know, there's no excuse if it takes place in a very white apartment with a neutral mm. color coded bookshelf. Like, what are you, what are you waiting for? Yeah. Well, yeah. we're here making this. So that's exactly. a, a first step <laughs> for me at least. I am a pretty minimal coverage director. Mm. Again, it's probably my taste with these kinds of films that like Pierrot mm. Le Fou, a lot of things will just play out in a wide. Um, also coming from the theater, I love to do that. I think a great cinematographer can handle that. You know, they mm. can make a movie look gorgeous mm. in without jumping over and in and over and in. Right. So we would find ways to block within a master shot that would make mm. it dynamic. Mm -hmm. because that was our taste and then we would figure out additional coverage if we have to so it, it was really a shot listing process through rehearsal that started with things that we had always always pictured and ended with um, using blocking more than camera movement seems beautifully organic and it definitely came through in a particular scene in Brindisi that I remember where there's a little bit of a dance number and yes. uh, you know the the camera doesn't move really in what you would think in a dance number, the camera would move, right? But you get the same point across, you get the same content and representation across of the bonding of these characters at this time. I'm trying not to spoil things, you know, but you know, their, their feet coming together after they were seated kind of next to each other, but then the distance between them, it was all very well played out. So congratulations on effective cool. use of composition there. That's um, very nice. And we I can tell. We're both not dancers. So let me tell you. <laughs> also, I love the musical number in Pierrot Le Fou. Oh, of course. Yes. It's one of my favorite moments. That song. I sing that song all the time. And oh, it's great. Knows I'm talking about, but I love that song. I wish I could sing that song. My French is ab abhorrent. But um, <laughs> nonetheless, you know, you clearly had a, a very nice organic process of, of using the performances that you were crafting from the script through to your actual embodiment of them and then having Christian kind of work with you on composition around the blocking that you were already rehearsing it all kind of comes together which can be very tough for a lot of first-time filmmakers I think to kind of understand how those pieces can work together but clearly your experience working on some shorts and also working uh, on other sets as an actress uh, seemed to contribute to that. One of the best things that I did for my understanding of the way of the filmmaking world was when I moved to LA I was a PA mm -hmm. and I did that for honest I think it was two years and for one of those years I was kind of the first assistant to an AD. So I watched mm -hmm. the schedule 
and he was scheduling these massive, it was mostly car commercials that we were doing, but just dealing with locations and people and talent and all of that production work and using the Tetris skills that he had developed in his mind over so many years was incredibly informative to me. And it made this film seem easy. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, to know how to make your day a term that we generally refer to for, you know, getting the shots that you had scheduled for that day, right? In order to make your day, you have to not only have the preparation, but also have some experience, really, a lot of the time. And that's really smart that you got that experience uh, went right as soon as you came out here. Um, yeah, I think it's tough for actors to do that. You know, I mean, now so many more actors are making their own content, of course, but right. how are, what, what do you do if you're an actor who went to theater school and then you moved to LA and you've never been on set and now everyone tells you to make your own content? It's like, right. I, I am so lucky that I was forced into a situation where I had to pay my own way for my life. Mm -hmm. So I was a PA every day, but I think you know, I, I majored in philosophy in college and I was a PA on set. Those are the best things I did for my acting. <laughs> well, you and Ale have clearly both made a spectacular feat of making your first feature film. Uh, most people can't say that. I enjoyed it. Watch Brindisi when you can. At Brindisi the film on Instagram or at Nika Burnett. You can find Ale and Christian from my page and from the Brindisi page. There you go. This has been How Movies Get Made. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.